Oh, you guys, welcome to uh, the second The Bronze Metal Life podcast. And boy, do I have a bronze metal story for you. This, <laughs> you cannot write this. You cannot make this stuff up, you guys. I don't know if you listened last week, but last week you will learn that I recorded a full podcast and then um, my computer crashed. And so that first podcast that I recorded never saw the light of day. And so I recorded another one, which honestly, like, if I'm being honest, it was better. The second one was better. So I'm glad you guys got to hear the good one. So this week, I just hooked myself up and uh, was, uh, I was, I actually recorded a full 20 minute podcast. And then I went back to check it. And it turns out that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't check all of my audio settings before I recorded it. And so it fully recorded through my computer microphone and not my fancy dancy good podcasting microphone. And um, if I were better at living the bronze metal life, see, when I say it to you like this, I think it's important for you to hear the reality of living the bronze metal life. Like if I were really going bronze metal, I would have thought, "Mm, I recorded that and it was fine. It just doesn't sound good. I'm still going to put it out. But, you know, I really am trying to do this thing all by myself. (laughs) So so I'm doing the whole podcast over again. Live and learn, y'all. That's what the Bronze Metal Life is all about. So yes, this is episode two of the Bronze Metal Life. And I'm really glad that you are sticking around. (laughs) Even though I really... I'm a little bit of a crap carnival uh, today. Well, there's a reason for that, I suppose. And uh, that's because... It is uh, when this when this comes out, it'll be Wednesday, November 22nd. And I don't know if you have a calendar in front of you or if you even need one, but that means that Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And Thanksgiving, to me, is like the opener to the holiday season. And so um, <laughs> we're squarely in it, y'all. We're in it right now. And if ever there is a time to live a bronze metal life, it is around the holidays. And so, mm, of course, I brought you all here today and I'm going to share with you a little story about how um, I kind of came around to lowering the bar on the holiday season. Um. Before I get to that, though, I do, I, I just want to add a little, I want to give you, I don't want to say disclaimer. I want to, mm, this is like when you go to a restaurant and they say to you, have you ever been to a restaurant before? And you say, no. And they say, well, let me tell you how, you know, how we do this. And I always think to myself, do you need to tell me how a restaurant works? Because I have been, maybe I haven't been to your restaurant before, but I'm pretty sure I understand how these things work. So I'm about to do that for you with my podcast. Um, But I I do feel like I need to say this because I think it's an important thing to share. I recognize that on this podcast, I speak a lot from my own experience. So very often, I'm probably going to be telling you a story about something that happened in my life and how it changed me or helped me see a different way of doing things. And the reason I share my story is not because I'm so overly delighted with myself, though I am moderately delighted by myself. The reason I'm sharing the story with you is because I hope that when I tell my story or when somebody else tells their story or you find something 
um, relatable that you can connect to in the story, that it will help you make a brave choice for yourself or make a different choice for yourself or reframe how you might be looking at a situation in your own life. Or at least maybe it will inspire you to be more honest and open about what you might be struggling with. Um, And so that's why I share my story. And I hope that you find something in it for you. That's truly why we're here at the Bronze Metal Life podcast. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, I want to talk to you about lowering the bar around the holiday season. And I think I'm probably the perfect person for this conversation because I was raised in by a like wonderful, my mother is a saint. For those of you uh, who've heard me talk about my mother before, um, she truly is one of my favorite people in the wide world. I respect her and adore her and have learned everything from her. That said, my mother was definitely raised by a parent who had very high standards. And even though my mom wanted to drop those a little bit when it came to me, um, you know, it still rubs off. And so there was an element of the holidays that was very polished. And my mom used to always say, we're polished for the holidays. The reason we do this, the reason the house is cleaner than it ever is, the reason we're wearing our nice clothing, the reason we bring out the good china and we sit at the nice table in the dining room and not in the kitchen. And, you know, we um, sit on the couch with our feet on the floor, not laying around on the couch is because we give our guests our best. So I definitely was raised uh, in a home where there was a certain pomp and circumstance when it came to the holidays. And so I carried that forward uh, for myself. And my husband and I, um, we hosted our very first Thanksgiving together right before we were married. Uh, And we did that, I think, actually, this probably was a very like early, I don't know, it wasn't that early. I mean, like, truly, I, I think, I hope, kids who are, you know, in their mid-20s are learning more about setting boundaries these days. But um, I was not great at setting boundaries. And I don't even think I knew that what I was doing in this in this moment was setting a boundary. Now I see it that way. Um, we decided, we both had divorced parents and um, we were getting married and we knew that uh, we were going to have kids at some point. And my husband and I had talked about not really wanting to, you know, trek all over the Twin Cities, visiting everywhere and like not really having any, like having more stress than joy in the holidays. And so that's why we decided really early on, you know, we'll offer to host and we'll tell everybody who is in our family, if they're comfortable coming, we'd love to have them. And if they can't come, that's, we'll be bummed and we'll miss them. But um, but that, you know, that that is a choice. And um, we're, we were kind of making that choice to, to protect ourselves from getting ourselves into a contract where we were not really focused on being together for the holidays. And I actually am really proud of that choice, even though I think it was a hard choice to make without feeling really selfish. Um, I just, I feel like it has paid its dividends. And so we still, to this day, we... Um, we host all of the the holidays at our house and I do love it. I love it a lot and it's a lot of work. But that first Thanksgiving, um, 
we had just, we had our, our new house. We were so proud of it. This house though, um, it did not have a sophisticated electrical system. At that time, we still had a fuse system. And if you have not lived in a house with a fuse box versus a breaker box, let me tell you what, there's a reason why it's a good idea to upgrade to a breaker box. If you had a fuse box, like we did, you would have to like, when the fuse, if you overloaded a circuit, the fuse would actually just totally break and you better have another one on hand because you have to plug a new fuse in and then the lights go on, everything starts working again. So we were really good at having like a great backlog of fuses. Um, so it was Thanksgiving we knew that our kitchen circuit couldn't handle all the cooking we were going to do. So we had been gifted a huge, I think we got it. I don't know. I don't remember. I think we must have bought it for the occasion. Um, we had an actual like separate roaster for the turkey, but we couldn't put it in the kitchen because it had to be on a different circuit so that we didn't blow a fuse. So we had it on a tray table right inside the front door. So when our guests came, they literally like walked in, hung up their coat, and there was a turkey right there just roasting away. Um, but that was the first thing we did. And we planned ahead. Like we knew we had to do that. And it wasn't my favorite thing because it just felt a little like the magic was lost when you literally almost trip over a turkey when you come in for the Thanksgiving holiday. But I, I was okay with it. I figured, you know, I, okay, listen, these this will be, I say it all the time, you'll either have a good story or a good time. And if you're lucky, you'll have both. So we were kind of hoping for both with that. And, you know, I still tell the story. So it did turn out to be a good story. Anyway, that same Thanksgiving, I had never roasted a turkey before. So the night before, I'm talking to my mom about like all the things I need to do in order to get the turkey roasting. And I know we have to get up early because it's going to take a long time, yada, yada, yada. But she says to me, just make sure you get all the bags out of the cavity. And I said, all the what's out of the what? Because nobody told me that there was going to be nasty stuff inside this turkey. And so fine. Okay, fine. Well, mind you, also, we had bought it frozen. You know where this is going. And um, maybe it hadn't thawed all the way out when it was time to retrieve all the things from inside the turkey. And since I'd never been inside a turkey before, I guess I didn't really know all the things I was looking for. So I didn't take attendance, but I thought I got everything out. And it was a little frozen. Anyway, I decided, fine, whatever. I'm still going to stuff this guy and, and we're going to call it a, call it a day. Now, I, I have it on good authority it's probably not the best idea to actually put the stuffing in the turkey anymore. So we don't do that anymore. But at the time, we did. So I, my mom comes to, everybody comes to Thanksgiving dinner. My mom comes in and, and she sees the pieces that I took out of the turkey. And she says to me, but where's the bag? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. This is the bag. And she said, that's not the bag. That's the neck. And I said, what else was there in there? And she said, well, there's another bag that has all the other guts and stuff. And I was like, that's disgusting. I was already traumatized because I had to put my hand in there in the first place. And she said, did you leave it in the bird? And I said, if it's not here, then it's in the bird. Oh my gosh, I left the bag in the bird and then I stuffed it and the thing is cooking by the front door, mind you, where you could trip right over it when you come over. But I immediately, immediately, and this tells you a little bit about my mental state when I was in my early 20s, started crying. And everybody knew that I had ruined Thanksgiving because I made sure. I mean, I probably hired a skywriter 
to write in the sky, Colleen Lindstrom ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was pretty sure that it was over and I didn't ever want to do it again. Okay, fast forward. I've done it again. But the point is, at the time, it felt like that mistake was the thing that was going to just be the undoing of the Thanksgiving holiday. Everybody was wonderful about just laughing it off, except for me. I did carry it around a little too long. But um, we ended up having a great Thanksgiving, and we continued to uh, host Thanksgiving every year. But about 14 years ago, I was very pregnant with twins, and I had a toddler, and we were hosting Thanksgiving. And I said to my husband, I think we should probably see if we can lower the bar a little bit here on Thanksgiving. And he said, okay, well, what would that look like to you? And I said, well, let's see. Let's check with the family. Maybe we can go out for Thanksgiving dinner instead of eating at our house. And he said, let's let's put that out there. And so we asked around and that was voted down by the family. And that's okay. I said, okay, fine. Okay, so okay, we won't go out. Okay, that's fine. I'll still clean the house and we'll still have people over. But let's like order, let's order the food, maybe from a local grocery store or from a restaurant or something like that. And then we don't have to cook. Great, 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 great. So he asked around and that one came back, also got voted down. Um, and so, all right, I guess we're going to make the meal. And and I get it. You know, it, it's a lot to uproot everybody from their own expectations of Thanksgiving, especially when it comes to the food. You only eat that food once a year. Okay, okay, okay. We got this. All right. We're going to make the dinner. We're going to clean the house. We're going to make the food. We've got to find we've got to find a place where we can lower the bar cuz I am huge. I was like two I was not even. I was a month from giving birth to two pretty much fully cooked kids at the same time. I was having a hard time moving around. I was um kind of, you know, spent from uh, you know, having a toddler in the house and I just thought we got to find a way to make this less stressful. So we did two things. And those two things have endured. Um, and they're actually two of my favorite silly things. Well, no, one of them is silly. And the other thing is very meaningful. The first thing we did is I said, I don't want to do dishes. When we're done eating, I just want to relax. And so we bought all bamboo um, disposable plates. And I thought, well, they look nice and they're sturdy and we're just going to eat off of paper plates. And let me tell you what, 14 years later, we still eat off paper plates on Thanksgiving because it is a way that I have decided that we can still be present together and I won't be worried about the cleanup later. It helps me to be present in the moment. The other thing that we did is that, um, again, remember, I was raised with a certain standard and you bring your best to your guests. And so I realized I didn't, we had to put two tables together because our family had grown and um, I did not have matching tablecloths. And that was really upsetting to me at the time. And so I said, we got to work around this and I got to make it easy. So we went to a fabric store and we bought a huge, huge um, bunch of muslin, which is sort of um, a lighter weight 
cotton that's very easy to wash, but I didn't, it was cheap and I didn't really care if it got stained. And, um, and we laid that on the tables. And then I got the idea that, you know what, I think if I get fabric markers, it would be really fun if people knew that they could decorate the table by drawing on the tablecloth. And so little did I know what I was doing in the name of lowering the bar for myself was creating my very, very biggest keepsake. And that is this wonderful tablecloth that comes out once a year on Thanksgiving has 14 years of memories written on it with fabric markers. Uh, People have drawn turkey hands. People have written the things that they were grateful for. The year I was pregnant with the twins, the very first year we did this, I did a trace of my, uh, my pregnant belly at the head of the table, and I labeled where each twin was inside. Uh, and so we have 14 years of memories. We've lost all of our grandparents. Uh, we've lost other treasured members of our family. And people who have sat at our table have all had an opportunity to put a little something on the tablecloth. And every year when we pull it out, it is my favorite thing. We walk around the table. We share things that people have written in years past. We laugh about uh, memories that we have forgotten in our daily lives that have happened on that very special day. And it is such a keepsake. I, I wonder what will happen when we've filled it all the way up. I believe we will just buy another one and we will still bring that out and we will find a way to display it because... It truly is my very, very favorite thing. And so I use that story to help illustrate that sometimes we think this is just going to be hard and I have to muscle through it. But sometimes in the name of making things easier or lowering the bar, we actually end up creating something that is so special that you can't imagine your life any different way. And so in this moment, on this day, as we're getting ready to roll into this holiday season, I know how stressful it is. I know how stressful it is to be responsible for all of the joy and the magic of it. I know how hard it is to keep track of all the buying and the finances and the wrapping and the feeding and the decorating and all of the things. And in the middle of all of that, when it feels like you just can't possibly cut a corner or lower a bar, I'm here to remind you, you can. You absolutely can. There is something you can put down. There is something that you can put down or change, and it's going to be okay. And it might even make it better. And you might just look back on it and think to yourself, boy, am I glad that I decided to lower the bar that one year, and it has helped me ever since. That's what it's like to live the bronze medal life, lowering the bar, being okay with it, and being present for the memories. So happy Thanksgiving to you. And as you go into this day of gratitude, and you are trying to live your best bronze medal life, I just want to remind you that you are enough just the way you are. And everybody is going to be so glad that you were present for this day. And if it's a difficult year for you, and I know that sometimes, uh, especially during the holidays, grief just creeps up and bites you in the butt. And if you'd like to read more about that, I did write about that on my Substack uh, this week. Um, 
But just a gentle reminder that grief and gratitude are great friends, and you can make room for both of them. And, uh, and I am just so glad that you, and grateful actually, that you decided to spend some time with me here on the Bronze Metal Life podcast. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. You can find my Substack and uh, and learn more about the Bronze Metal Life by going to thebronzemetallife.com. And remember, I would love to hear from you. Tell me about how you're living your Bronze Metal Life. It's really easy to get a hold of me. You can just send me an email at thebronzemetallife at gmail.com. Uh, thank you again for living your Bronze Metal Life with me. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.